0: What's up, podcast listeners? Andy and I are back. Welcome to episode 15 of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. Can you believe that we're at episode 15? One five. I, I cannot. No. Unbelievable. So we are, exciting. We are 15% of the way towards our hundredth episode. Are we are we legitimate now? Are we legit, as the kids say? I don't know. I don't know. What's that line? We'll see. We'll see. Mm. Well, folks, if you're tuning in for the first time or if you've been a part of us since the beginning, we're glad you're here. Uh, Andy and myself, I'm Drew, by the way. We are Castleberry residents and local pastors who live in Castleberry, Florida and desire to have casual conversations on this podcast for the good of the people of Castleberry. We like to touch on and talk about Castleberry-related issues, and we like to have guests and friends who are involved with making Castleberry a wonderful place to reside. And speaking of uh, residing in these days and times, we're all looking for things to occupy some of that time, and there's this new phenomenon. Andy, are you familiar with TikTok? I am
1: familiar with TikTok, and I, I have to confess that I actually tried to dip my feet into the TikTok waters but I downloaded the app, signed up, all that kind of stuff, looked around, and I'm like, what is going on here? So, so my uh, venture into TikTok didn't last very long. Uh, but I, you know, I guess it's kind of a, a thing for folks who are a lot younger than me, but I have seen folks my age or kind of our stage of life, um, you know, trying it out with a whole lot more success than, than, than I have. Uh, but I understand. You have become a TikToker um, and I've actually seen some very, very funny videos of you and Becky TikToking. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Kind of- we,
0: I guess, I guess it's a verb TikToking. Sure. If you don't know what TikTok <laughs> is, it's, it, tiktok is an app you download on your phone and you can make these short, uh between you know five or ten seconds i believe up to one minute videos and you can sort of dub in music over the top of whatever actions you're taking and that's right becky and i uh we were looking for things to do in the midst of quarantine and so we decided uh, let's let's make a tiktok video and our first one was us in our bedroom and we're we dressed up because my wife loves to joke and and live out of the fact that we as quarantined uh, individuals now moving into phase one of uh, life in florida we uh, don't wear shoes we wear shorts uh it's very very casual dress in the taylor house as in many homes and so we dressed up for this video and then about 10 seconds into the video we snapped our fingers and and dressed very much down in a humorous way, and so we had we had fun. We had a good laugh at it. So yeah, TikTok. It of course, like anything else, there's ways in which it can be used for evil or maybe less uh, positive. Reasons, but there's also some some positive there and some redeeming qualities, making people laugh, bringing people together. So there you go. Uh, that's kind of a the a good good segue, as any, Andy, 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 Andy to,
1: to open our our time. We're we're yeah, digging well, the news. Well, let me try and make that segue because one of the ways that I. Uh, one of the reasons I tried to look into TikTok was to see if it was a platform that I could use during this kind of COVID time uh, for our church and for our people. And, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there is a way. Let, let, let me know how. But uh, I, I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> but as we were talking about TikTok and I Appreciate you kind of uh, trying to understand more of it. That's a thing that good leaders do, right? They're always trying to uh, find, use, understand the new platforms from which they can kind of lead from. And so as our Castleberry in the news section today, uh, even though we're in the midst of this COVID situation, we're moving into phase one, hopefully phase two uh, before too long. We do have an election coming up in our city where we have some important leadership roles to fill on our commission. And uh, I've noticed that some candidates are starting to uh, throw their names into the ring and start some social media presence. And uh, begin to build the platform that's necessary for the campaign to become a leader on our commission. And so, so Drew, just as a in a news section, uh, let, let me ask you: as we look to the elections, primarily locally rather than nationally, what what kind of things are you looking for in a local leader uh, who can conserve our city? Sure, that's a
0: great question and very timely, uh, as we think about and have seen leaders uh, share about how to move forward uh, in the midst of, of COVID. But yeah, beyond COVID, uh, of course, when we when I think about Castleberry, uh, I am very much looking for leaders like Mayor Glancy, who was on our podcast a few episodes ago. Mayor Glancy, one of the things she mentioned that really stuck out to me was this desire to really uh, listen, to really uh, come at a posture of rather than sharing all of the, the great ideas that they have. Now, we need people to lead, that have ideas that are creative, and, and that can move things forward. Um, but I really appreciate and admire those who don't necessarily have uh, this overt agenda, but rather are seeking to hear and engage with uh, the citizens of, of the community. Uh, that That's one of the joys I have of living on the street in which I live. Uh, I've gotten to know my neighbors and have found that We have varying backgrounds in terms of political leanings, but we all have an interest in seeing Castleberry grow and thrive and be a a better place to live. And so uh, I really desire that our uh, leaders, those running in our local elections, would also have a similar interest in hearing from varying points of view and, uh, and understanding kind of the collective, not just me and my views, but the but the we. What can I do to best move the we, uh, our community forward? So um, that, that would be a thought
1: I have. What about you? Yeah, I think, I think that's a good uh, phrase. I think if you want to lead in our city, because of where we are and the community focus, you need to be focused on we. And so to be a we leader... Uh, requires someone that will listen well, uh, requires someone that has some kind of courage of their convictions, someone who yes. puts the whole first. Um, and I, I think we've certainly got some candidates who can do that. I look forward to over the next few weeks or months getting to know some of the candidates and um, seeing if they kind of pass some of those tests. Because as we know, <laughs> and as we've talked about previously, uh, good leadership is so, so very important uh, in our city uh, as as we kind of move into this new version of Castleberry. Uh, these are exciting times. I would think it's a um, an exciting time to be a leader in our city, but I would encourage our, our listeners to get involved, to check out the candidates, see what they're about, see if. Uh, their values match yours, see if their hopes uh, align with what you're looking for, because politics really only works well when we're all engaged with it. And so um well, look forward to getting engaged as we move forward. And to peek behind
0: the curtain a little bit, Andy, when when we talk about the we, uh, one way in which to determine are people... Uh, potential leaders listening is uh, how are they engaged in the city, right? What what is uh, being done? How how are uh, the potential candidates engaging with and talking with those in our community? Um, so who who's doing the work? Who's asking the good questions? And who who's reaching out and listening? Uh, very good. Well, the uh, question from our listener today ties in actually very well to this. It's a good transition. Uh, we love to take a listener question. And today's question uh, says, I'll read the question and then I'll share about how you can can listen or ask a question. The question is uh, regarding our future guests. Who are some guests that you'd like to get in an interview on upcoming episodes? And then they go on to say, great job on the podcast, guys. Keep up the good work. So thank you for the compliment. Uh, If you have a question, Andy, I'll give you a chance to think about who you'd like to interview on an upcoming episode. You can ask us a listener question in a multitude of platforms. If you are on Facebook, you can go to our Facebook page, What's Up Castleberry. You can also go to our Instagram page. We have an Instagram, What's Up Castleberry. You can email us. Our email address is what's up, Castleberry, and then the number one at gmail.com. Or if you listen on the podcast feed on your smartphone or device, you can leave a question or comment in the review section of the feed. So lots of ways to engage with us. Andy, who's a guest or maybe multiple guests you'd like to see us interview on upcoming episodes? We've had some great ones to this point.
1: Yeah, we've been we've been incredibly blessed with the quality of uh, some of our our guests, and uh, we've got another great interview coming up in just a, just a few moments. Um, I'm very interested in uh, this leadership uh, transition that's going to happen in our city. We have uh, two seats that are up for election and uh, I'd maybe like to interview all of the candidates. Uh, obviously, I don't want to get political. I don't think that's who we are, that's our role, but I mean, I think there's just some basic questions that we could ask everybody uh, about their vision for the city and hopefully that would be helpful. So I'd love to interview them. Um, I've really enjoyed like last week's episode where we spoke to someone in the ER department a couple of weeks ago where we spoke to a counselor. It's really been helpful to me personally as we've heard from folks who are on the front lines of this COVID situation. You know, we read about things in a newspaper, but when you talk face-to-face with someone who's living and breathing it every day, then that's, that's really kind of very, very helpful. So hopefully we can get some uh, guests like that as well. But very interested in maybe interviewing the candidates. Uh, and again, there's so many people who are doing great work in our city. And I'd love to hear their story. Um, as, as we've said before, we want our podcast to be a bridge. And so we need to hear from folks uh, in leadership, from consumers, from residents, um so that we can kind of build this bridge and, and make our city better. What, what about you? Who would you be interested in having on our show?
0: That's it. We are such in the business of, of hearing and telling stories. Uh, so just individuals that are, have interesting stories to share. Uh, I think of Kim Young, uh, who is a longtime teacher at, at Castleberry Elementary School. She's seen a lot that's gone on there at the school. Uh, another individual from the school, perhaps, would be uh, Kate Bauman, who was the Seminole County Elementary Teacher of the Year from our own Castleberry Elementary. Maybe one of the um, teachers or admins from South Seminole Academy. Uh uh, for me personally, as well, I, I'd be interested in hearing some from some folks in the business world. Some of our our businesses, both ex- current, uh, existing businesses that have been around for many years, and maybe even some that are new and developing, and just hearing about why. Do business in Castleberry. That would be very intriguing to me. So lots of good options. We're looking forward to many, many more opportunities and stories to share with you on the podcast. So keep checking in with us every week. Well, thank you for the question. And as we take a break, we'd like to invite uh, you to perhaps be a sponsor of this podcast. Our podcast is run completely free. Uh, we do not seek to gain a bunch of notoriety or, or any sort of income from this, but rather this podcast is meant to be a service to the community. So if you own a business or if you are like-minded in the goal of making much of Castleberry, please reach out to us on our email facebook instagram feed uh if you know andy and i personally reach out to us let us know and we would love to support and highlight what you're doing in castleberry through this podcast feed we're going to take a quick break and be back with our special guest
1: welcome back listeners i am so excited about our guest today um And I say this in all honesty, I guess today is one of my favorite people in the planet. Uh, I love Shane's heart. I love the way he connects with people. I love how he puts other people's first. And I love just the clarity that he brings to so many conversations and so many partnerships that that we're a part of. Uh, Shane Kahoot is the student minister. At Metro Life Church on Winter Park Drive, and Redbug. He's been there for a few years. Uh, Shane and I recently discovered that we have some um, uh, kind of heritage in common because of the folks who have mentored us through the years. Uh, in George and Carol Anderson in uh, in Bowie, and actually Shane, this has got nothing to do with the interview, but it was uh, Tracy and my wedding anniversary last week. And uh, our kids surprised us with some little videos from friends who've influenced our life. And there was one from George and Carol there, and uh, even in their eighties and nineties or however old they are, they were dispensing marriage advice to us, and uh, just blessed by that, and just grateful for that connection that we share. So I, I've I've kind of introduced our, our relationship, but uh, let me hand over to you, and maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself,
2: your family, your role at Metro Life, and honestly just just anything you want about yourself <laughs> i'd love to thanks man thanks for having me thanks for the nice words uh yeah i uh so first foremost uh, most important thing about me is i'm married to the most wonderful woman in the entire world uh arden and we've been married for uh six years uh in uh, may at the end of may uh so uh it's just been amazing. Uh, we have two kids. Uh, one is four years old. Her name's Margo. Uh, she's about to turn five. And so it's been kind of a weird uh, season to be stuck at home and her pulled from uh, school. But uh, we're just enjoying it and spending a lot of time together. Uh, and then newest addition to our family is Eloise, and she's seven months old. Uh, and so that's my family. I grew up in Maryland, like you said, in, in a place called Bowie uh, and then moved to Florida, uh, I would say, I think six years, maybe five years ago. And then I've been on staff here at Metro Life Church for about three years now. Um, and so, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just the basics about me.
0: <laughs> That's great, Shane. I, I know you, uh, your title is student minister as I went on your church website, but there's much more to you. You are very involved in the community. Uh, and many facets of, of worship and just the life of not only Metro Life, but the larger Castleberry community. And that's how you and I met. We met through uh, the churches coming together and putting on the inaugural uh, Funtoberfest event at Secret Lake Park, which was a blast uh, doing that for the community and just coming together and serving the community. When we talk about community, we talk about you moved from Maryland to Castleberry. Uh, how would you say you have developed uh, a love for the community of Castleberry in which we live?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I think there's two things. One is kind of foundational to who I am and, and, and why I love people. And then the other is something practical that um, I intentionally started doing a few years ago uh, that I think have helped in loving community. So I started foundational foundational for me is, uh, my faith in Christ and and the gospel that um, I believe and hold fast to, um, by far, that's the biggest difference in my life. Uh, I, I actually was raised in the church, but didn't believe in Jesus myself, uh, until about the age of 18, when I was encountered by a group of people who, uh, loved me. And and they reached out to me and they expressed this love to me. Uh, and it made the message that they proclaimed believable to me. Uh, and it was this realization that I was raised in a church and I would have said I was culturally, I would have said I was a Christian. Uh, but I came to realization that time in my life that they had something that I didn't have when they said they were a Christian. Uh, and I started becoming just envious of that. I wanted to have what they had, uh, which led me to just put my faith and trust in Jesus. Um, and really Christianity and, and, and following Jesus is meant to be lived out. Uh, if, if you just agree with it and, and say it's true, but it doesn't actually impact the way that you love other people and that you don't actually follow the example and the teachings that Jesus gave, uh, then it's, it's really dead. It's not really uh, following Jesus at all. Uh, and so foundational to me is, is, is that, and, um, Jesus tells us to love others. Um, and so where do I encounter others other than when I walk to my car to go to work, I see others in the yards next to me when I drive and I get Starbucks on the way to work. I see others behind the counter and in line, uh, when I eat lunch in Castleberry, I see others that they're serving me and and others around me. Uh, in your workplaces. And so uh, that's foundational. It compels me to want to love people the way that I've been loved. Uh, the other that's practical is I've, I've kind of intentionally shrunk my world. Uh, and this is going to make me sound like such a Luddite. And I think I've talked to you about this before, Drew, uh, but it's just true for me and, and it's helped a lot. Uh, I don't know if you guys, have you guys read Neil Postman's book, uh, Amusing Ourselves to Death? No, no. Okay. So it was written in, in like 1985. It's an old book, uh, by our, 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 current standards. It's old. Um, and, uh, in it, he, uh, he talks about, uh, I'm basically, he's talking about how technology and just embracing things without questioning how they're going to affect the way we think and interact as human beings. Uh, is dangerous. And he gives this example of the radio. Uh, and he said that in small towns, rural towns across America, it used to be that when you wanted news, you get news from people that was local. Uh, like what is happening a- in your city? If there's crime, you hear about crime in your city and you might be able to act on that, that actionable news. You might be able to act on that information. Uh, or if it was about prices or a new store, it, w- it would all be news that you can actually do something with. But when radio came along and the uh, country got more connected, we all sudden started hearing news about big cities that were far away uh, and That news is interesting and often a little bit more scandalous or uh, uh, ear catching but it doesn't it's not practical to use in any way in your life uh, it 's not going to affect the way that you you live your your life in your small town uh, at least most of the time and so um you know, we, we kind of had to find a way to do something with this information. We, we store it all up in our heads. Uh, we know all these things about other people far away. Uh, and so we, it's, it's, it's called trivia, right? And so we've created games uh, or, or competitions to show off how much trivial information you know, uh, because we wanted to find a purpose for it. Uh, and so, uh, it, it, you know, I, I came to realization a couple of years ago, and I was kind of embarrassed by it, Uh, by how much I know personally about celebrities' lives. Uh, I know who they're married to. I know who they're dating or who they've divorced. I I know uh, who they have a fight with, who they're angry with. uh, All these little details that mean nothing to me personally. Uh, but I know them somehow. And what convicted me and and really challenged me is that I know that much about celebrities, but I don't know the same things about the people who live in a house across the street from me. Mm. Uh, And I don't know the things about the people who give me my coffee at Starbucks. Uh, And I've never really bothered to try to get that information. And so it's not likely that tomorrow morning I'm gonna find myself in a conversation with Brad Pitt or Shia (laughs) LaBeouf. Uh, and, and if I do, I'll tell you guys about it it's <laughs> awesome, right? But I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I can guarantee you, I will have an opportunity to have a conversation with people that I see hundreds of times every year. Uh, m- whether it's my family, whether it's my neighbors, whether it's, uh, someone at a store, uh, or someone in the office. Uh, and so, um, I just started to try to intentionally shrink my world uh, and so I'm not hiding from, from like information or things that going on in the world. Uh, but I, what I want to do is I want to be more intentional about learning about people who I actually interact with every day. And so for me, I just did a couple things. I, like I, I read, I read books broadly on like news but like i I try to read really intentionally too so like if something is just uh, scandalous news or it's just gossip i i try to ignore it i try not to click on those links you know that are always trying to pull you in uh but i try to read news that actually might have something in it that i should think about or know um I, i i got rid of social media over a year ago uh i just don't use it and it's not a knock against people who do uh, and maybe maybe it works better for other people than it worked for me. But I found that I wasn't actually getting to know people when I was on social media. Uh, it, it was really just kind of people posting a lot of information about how they want to project themselves or, um, or their opinion on something. Uh, and and I found this pressure when I was on social media myself to weigh in on conversations that really no one really cares about my voice in the conversation anyways. Uh, but I felt this like responsibility that if I don't weigh in or really give some thoughtful response to this, then it really matters somehow. Uh, and I realized after a while, I rather just sit in a coffee shop with one of the people that would, would have read it. And, and have a honest conversation where they, they can go back and forth and we, they can know that I'm not saying something that I also don't have love and compassion for. Uh, and, and I can see them and see them their love and compassion and we could actually have a real good, honest conversation instead of just blasting something and thinking it's making a difference. Uh, so, and then so the last thing, go ahead, man. No, I was just going to say, uh, I, I love that. I think, I think that's great. I think
1: life is lived locally. Right. And uh, the advancement of technology and news, um, you know, has kind of robbed us of that. But it's it's locally that we build our relationships uh, where we live and where we grow and where we
2: engage. But sorry. Yeah. your third. third. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say I I try to put my phone away. So like I, I when I'm actually around other people, I try to be engaged with other people. Uh, and so I just try, started to make some habits and how much I use my phone and when I use my phone. Uh, and if I'm going in like a meeting, I try to put it, leave it in the car cause I don't need it. Uh, cause otherwise I do that thing where, uh, I have my phone on my desk right here. I, I do that thing where like, I'm looking at someone and then that, that message comes up and I'm tempted to look away. And then I click on that and it seems like all these things are so urgent and important on my phone, but there's really a a living human being across the table from me. uh, And I have an opportunity to make a real connection with a person. Uh, And so I just think those little things in life have helped me shrink my world a little bit that I might actually get to know people better that live around me uh, and, and maybe have more productive conversations.
1: Yeah. so Shane, you spend a lot of time with with students um, and this philosophy that you just shared uh, comes with a lot of maturity having been uh, you know burned by uh, over dependence on kind of global news and the alerts and things like that what, what do you see happening in the student generation today and I, I know we're going off a little off script a little bit, and apologize for that. But but what gives you hope, and what gives you concern about the younger generation?
2: <laughs> what what a dangerous question, Andy. Uh, <laughs> in <two> yeah, minutes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I get hope that you see a a a lot of passion and and love for one another in, in the younger generation. Uh, there is a uh, earnest and, and and strong desire. Uh, for uh, justice and our culture and, and things around them. If something smells or looks like it is unjust, uh, it, 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 it is quickly picked up. Um, I think also uh, there's, there's this level of wanting to share things with people uh, and and communicate with one another things that you're passionate about and things that you're excited about, um, and so those are some of the positive sides of it. Uh, I think I think a, a a thing that could be dangerous uh, it's not the younger generation. Uh, I think it's it's the over over embrace of kind of and this is this again will make me sound like such a luddite, and and I'm not advocating that we destroy technology. I think it's amazing and great. Uh, I just think that we need to think how it affects the way we think and interact with people. Uh, But I I think that this uh, this is the first generation that has grown up with the Internet in their entire lives Uh, And and then not only just that but like the Internet in their hand and a small device that's before their eyes Um, And so there's this big experiment that's going on before us because we've just embraced it and assumed that it's good uh, to see how this affects Uh, and so uh, also also and, and this goes back to Millennials of my age if you think of just the the world that we're in right now, uh, they have from their birth known uh, a war on terror, uh, now coming on two major financial um, recessions, um, this pandemic. Um, There's been a alarming uh, increase of divorce and broken family structures. Um, And and so uh, there are all of these things that, are supposed to be places of stability and safety, your household, uh, the country, uh, the, the, uh, your parents' ability to provide, uh, and all of those things have been shaken their entire lives. Uh, and so, uh, what would concern me is that I I see a lot of, uh, young teens struggling, uh, with depression and anxiety and fear. Uh, and, uh, and, and I think that they need something solid that they can put their lives on.
0: Well, and that goes right back, Shane, into what you said earlier about um, investing in people, per- particularly having those relationships, those intentional one-on-one relationships. And listeners, we hope if nothing else uh, from our conversation that there's just that encouragement to uh, Shane. I mean, you've convicted me. I'm so guilty of the looking down at the phone in the midst of, of having a, a real conversation with a real person in, in front of you. And I, and I hope that that, that, that's a good word. Not to just feel guilty, but rather to recognize, hey, I have uh, the opportunity um, to be in relationship with those right around me. And we're seeing this experienced through through the quarantine. Shane, how, how have you uh, and Arden cared for yourselves and, and your family briefly during uh, during this time kind of, of quarantine? And this, this recording will come out a little bit later in May and we'll be in phase one, but... How how have you guys kind of operated? Yeah,
2: that's a great question, man. I, you know, I think that we just as people, we need rhythms in our lives. uh, And, and there's this, you know, kind of a set schedule that we'd all been comfortable with. And, and one thing this whole pandemic thing has done is it's shaken our daily routines uh, and it's obliterated our, our patterns Uh, And the rhythms that we had, and so uh, I think uh, I'm going to borrow and and, and steal this from a Christian thinker that I really like, uh, James K. Smith. Um, Have you guys heard of him? I just keep name dropping people, and wonder (laughs) if you guys know him or not.
0: I have heard of him, but I'm not. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he has he has a great book. uh, You are what you love. Um, He argues that as human beings, we're defined primarily by what we love. And, and he says, what we love is what we worship. And so he, he kind of works out that these rhythms, these daily rituals or weekly or monthly rituals, the things that are kind of built into your life, uh, whether we realize it or not, these rituals uh, are shaping our affections and what we love. And so what you have in place in your life is driving you towards loving something. Um, and so in church, we often think of things like uh, when we're thinking privately, we think of like uh, reading your Bible devotions or, or church culture. We'll call it like a quiet time uh, or whether you're in service and, and you guys share the Lord's Supper and its communion. Um, these are uh Daily things that are a part of your life that shape your affections. Uh, but, uh, and, and those ones shape your affections when, when in Christian faith towards God and towards other people. Uh, but in the church, we less often think about rituals being things like uh, checking your Facebook feed when you wake up in the morning, the very first thing when you wake up with your phone, uh, whether you, you read your news and there's just outlets that you like or you trust and you're reading through them, uh, shopping at the same stores. Um, or, you know, I, I, noticed a long time ago and it's, it seems embarrassing, uh, but like if I felt bored, I'd want to go to target and spend some money. Right. And, and like, there was this, this built in thing of like, Oh, boredom. I, I know my ritual. I'm going to go walk around target and I'll just buy something small because it'll make me feel good for a moment. Uh, and it'll give me something to do. Um, So with COVID-19, a lot of those those rituals have been kind of stripped away and that's jarring and it's upsetting and it's painful. And I experienced this in our life uh, and I know my wife has uh, and my daughter has, she's only four, but she knows that her ritual of going to school and being with her friends is just gone. Uh, And so what we've been trying to do is kind of create new rituals in our household uh, that are ones that that draw us and, and our affections towards God and towards one another. Uh, and so they're just, so to make it sound, so that sounds so spiritual, let me bring it down to like really practical. Like what I'm talking about is like, tonight is a Thursday. Uh, today's a Thursday. So I know right now tonight is family movie night. Uh, Mm. I'm going to watch a movie with my daughter and my wife right after dinner. Uh, and, uh, and she'll get to stay up a little bit later than usual. And she knows tonight is family movie night. Uh, and, and it's important that we keep that in the calendar uh, and we keep that something that we look forward to as a family because it gives her a signpost because these days are blurring together. It gives her a signpost of, you know, this is this is this day in the week. Uh, and this is my family. This is stable. I was talking earlier that we need something solid to land on. This is something that is is there that is this is not going to change. Um, and then for us, you know, another one that we've done personally, that's, that's a little bit more spiritual in in terms of, I mean, I think that's spiritual too, just loving your family and leading them and, and having fun. That's, I think matters. Um, but before all this happened, I got convicted and my wife got convicted that, um, we don't, we don't practice Sabbath, um, which for those who just don't know what that means, uh, and, and, and in our faith um, on the seventh day, the Lord rested after making creation. Uh, and he said, that's a, a pattern for you. And, and so we're supposed to rest on the seventh day. And, you know, different groups rest on different days. Uh, but I just realized that on Sundays, um, I, would, I would go to church and I would enjoy that. But then there was no intentionality for the rest of the day that made it any different than any other day. Uh, except for maybe I'll eat a little uh, food at lunch and then take a nap. Uh, right. This is the, uh, the after church nap. Um, but yeah, so we just started kind of actually doing something to set that day apart and then teaching my daughter that that's a day where we, it's different than every other day of the week. Uh, I don't do work things or things that I don't enjoy doing. Uh, and, and we do things that, that bring us joy. Uh, and we do things that we're, we love, and then we trace it back to God as a gift from Him, and we thank Him together as a family at dinner. Mm-hmm. And so we try to intentionally do things together as a family that are things that we love doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we've just been practicing a, a more intentional Sabbath.
1: Yeah.
2: Shane, Shane I, I love that. You've
1: invited us today to drink from a, a deeper well. <laughs> Right? You've challenged us to be intentional about the rhythms that we live. You've challenged us to think differently about how we view the world. And I think we're in this pivotal point right now that COVID-19 has given us where we're saying, hey, there was a lot from the old life that maybe we don't wanna bring with us into the new life. Mm -hmm. And, And I think your conversation has really been helpful through this transitional point. Sadly, we do have to wrap up. Maybe you could share with folks how they can get in touch with you. And we'll certainly share how they can get in touch with us because we'd love to keep this dialogue going and um, support people through this transition, looking at this deeper, deeper world. So how, how can folks get in touch with you as, uh, as we continue this conversation?
2: Uh, my email is S, uh, and that's my last name. So it's S-K-O-H-O-U-T at metrolife.org. Wonderful.
1: Shane, thank you for your insight. Thank you for all that you do around our community to love people deeply and love
2: people locally. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Drew. I love you guys.
0: Thank you, Shane, for being our guest today. Hey, for our inspirational moments, uh, I'd like to share a quote from C.S. Lewis. Shane shared some great quotes and insights from different authors. This author is very significant and special to me. C.S. Lewis said this, you are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. You're never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. And I hope that's encouraging to you, Uh, whether you're 15 or 85 or anywhere in between, you are never too old to set a goal. And this new normal, as we move into the month of May 2020, uh, phase one of what's going on here in Florida and around the country, uh, now would be a great time, as Shane sort of challenged us earlier, to, to set some goals, set some priorities and even dream a little bit. Allow yourself to dream and what you would like to see your life, your family, and your community look like as we move ahead.
1: Thank you, Drew. I, I will say though, I'm feeling too old to dream the TikTok dream that we talked about at the top of the show. I think I think my days are <laughs> TikTok that has definitely died yeah but thank you for that word of encouragement thank you for shane for being our guest thank you to robin for being our producer thank you for james Bittner for putting this together thank you jeremy birdsall for your music and christian Moscoso for our graphics uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode we hope you're staying safe we hope you'll continue to follow us on social media on our Facebook page, Instagram, or the podcast feed. Please leave a comment. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want more of. And look out for our new website, launching shortly at whatsupcastleberry.com. We hope you have a great, great week. Take care. Stay safe. God bless.